0: Welcome to episode 35 of Lil Muck, an affiliate of the Odd Pods Media Network. This is a tiny slice of the Muck podcast where we talk to people in the media and politics about their favorite stories or experiences. I'm Tina Hadamio And I'm Hilary Doherty. Today, we are interviewing American rap artist, Bluebird. <gasps> hey. hey. Oh, that's my part. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, Hilary, tell us about today's guest. See, I, have, I need a prompt.
1: Yes, Tina. sorry, sorry. Okay. <laughs> So we are talking to Jacques Bruna. Did I pronounce that right? Amazing. Yes. I'm a professional. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. yeah. <laughs> known by his stage name, Bluebird, is an American rap artist known for his lyrical wit and freestyle. He is also the creator of the Anti-Hate Adventure Boys clothing line that challenges folks to get outside, get wild, and fight hate. Yes. <gasps> Welcome to the podcast. Yay! Thank you. Thank you P.S. I super stalk you on yes. social media, <laughs> yes. which is always fun seeing hear in person, especially when I'm like two feet away from you. Yeah. I'm like, I stalk you.
2: Well, you know, there's a bar between us. So <laughs> <laughs> generally. Yeah.
1: But P.S., uh, so you're like, I mean, I guess we had the guys from um, Hell is Full of Dads as our live guest, but this yes. is like our first Lil Muck Live. I we, love this. They, um, thank you so much for doing yes.
2: this. Yeah. I'm so happy to be on Lil Muck.
0: Lil Muck. Yes. Yeah, where we highlight... It's very special, folks. Me too. Yeah, you don't want to be on the main muck. No. Yeah, Real why? muck is the space to be at. I've checked out a little of both, and
2: why wouldn't I want to be on main muck?
0: So, yeah. we talk a lot of... Yeah, you do. Yeah,
2: I know. You talk a lot. Uh, may I curse?
0: Oh, are
1: you? It's hello. Right.
2: I was I just had like to ask that.
1: Do you know I who Hillary is? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I heard you cuss as I was walking up. Yeah. <laughs> From the driveway,
1: <laughs> my son said to me in the car today the that I said, some guy drove by. I'm like, "What an asshole!" He's like, "When do I get to say that out loud?" I'm like, "Never, <laughs> never." Yeah, it'll all uh, be my mom. not in my presence. No, so we are so excited that you're here. Um, I mean, I described you when we talked about like we're gonna have a guest come on. I'm like, he's a local legend. Yes,
0: like, wow, dude. I and people, special. I mean, yeah. I have to say, people uh, even yesterday at yes. the march when we we're like, "Oh, we're guess who we're having on?" People are like, "Oh yeah, I, yeah. like." everyone like so knows cool. who you are it's really oh. cool yeah. So it's a oh. cool. It's oh. awesome for us so we're yeah. so happy that you're here we're huge
1: fans so let's start with we want to hear yeah, i wish <laughs> i had a, a drum effect I, w- yes. I just wasn't sure if it would affect myself so.
2: <laughs> i air yeah.
1: let's hear about because you're from south florida originally yes. pembert yes. pines
2: yeah, yeah. Okay. Like oh. born in Hialeah, but raised okay. in Pembroke Pines. Okay, so
1: Pines <laughs> to me, because you grew up in East Yeah, East that's Broward. like West. Yeah, it West Broward so, yeah, is so west. foreign to me.
2: True. West Broward wasn't there yet. I grew up in like old Pembroke Pines, like okay. Rainbow Lakes, Tafton, 95th kind okay. of area. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Before, we did move out West in my high school years, but mm-hmm. it was also very foreign to me. Yeah. Weston what was it like, like
1: to move from Hialeah to Pembroke Pines? I was like two Oh, okay. You know. Okay.
2: Okay. And I never understood why my parents did it, mm-hmm. uh, and then I watched Cocaine Cowboys, and it oh, uh, <laughs> made a whole lot of sense. Ding,
1: ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah. White
2: flight, the early white flight. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit! Absolutely.
1: So, what was uh, what got you into rap music? Because I got to say, I don't know how old you are, uh, but I'm, I'm old. okay because we're 44. like. Oh shoot, okay.
0: okay. So I'm we're yeah, so we're all around the same. So now. I was mm. saying
1: to somebody recently, they were telling me about Tupac, 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 like it missed me. I was into those Nirvana days in high school. So yeah. like, how did you get into rap music? I have an
2: older brother who's four years older than me, okay. Andre. And uh, all of my early, early music came from him and my neighbor David, who I was telling you a little about yesterday. Yes. My neighbor. Um, they both gave me like everything they were listening to. I listened to. So, you know, it started with metal early on, Kiss, they're huge Kiss fans. Yeah, and then we were skaters. Yeah. So it was like thrash. And then of course, one day I got a Beastie Boys tape, you know, Woo! License to Ill. And that just like opened the doors to everything. And there came a point where I just ran with that. Uh, and I, there was like a seminal moment where my brother and I would always get each other CDs for Christmas. And it was like one year, I don't remember what year it was, but I got him... You no, know, he got me the DMX, the one where he's covered in blood. Okay. And I got him the like Busta Rhymes solo when oh, he was like leading track Quest because I, you know, followed his career. Yeah. And we both looked at each other and we're like, do you want to just keep the one...
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because and in, in, you know, like oh. you said, uh,
2: at that point I was like, this is '90s. I was so yeah. far into like underground rap music yeah. that like right. Nirvana missed me. Yeah. Um, but even like Tupac and Biggie, I wasn't there. It took me. I later. love Tribe
0: Called Quest. Me too. Loved yeah, me too. them. And I was uh, and Tickable Planets. Do you remember them? Absolutely. Oh, oh I, I loved Tickable, Tickable Planets. Yeah. I still them. They still so have active much. projects. And, wow. Yeah. They were just. I love that style of rap. It just was like this kind of chill vibe. So I, good. I loved it. Yeah. Loved it, I don't know it, why it, it missed
1: me. I think because, I mean, am I crazy or was 90s more like gangster rap? Like these it, wars.
2: It was early on. That but was then it earlier. Split. Then there became yeah. that was like, like, like public the conscious enemy. side and yeah. the gangster side.
1: Okay, okay, Yeah. So you got more into the side where, I mean- like-
2: I I hate to say the word, but like backpacker or like conscious kind of rap and then what we call underground. But I also had a very strong appreciation for NWA and the gangster rap. So all the East, the West. I mean, honestly, I love it all.
1: So how do you go from, because here's the thing, like I know a lot of musical artists, like how do you go from like, uh, writing these lyrics yourself performing them like getting up in front of people rapping quickly like this that's the only thing with rap i'm like i'm sorry what just happened what did you say like (laughs) it loses me so quickly
2: it was a process it was for sure a process and i didn't i didn't get i didn't catch on too early i didn't start till my college years Mm -hmm. when i moved up to orlando and uh, i was supposed to go to ucf but i went to valencia community college okay um, ended up trying to go to Full sale, and that's where I met this band. I met like a rap rock band and it, it oh, is an cool. interesting story. I befriended a lot of like, uh, musically minded people, all my roommates, my friends from here. And we had like a weekly that we would throw and it started with drum and bass cause I had friends who were really into drum and bass, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I wasn't really like rapping. I was kind of like writing these poems and I didn't really like. Accept myself as like Oh I'm a rapper Yeah yeah um, But then they had me Start emceeing at these Like events oh, And it would cool. be cool I couldn't freestyle That was like the hardest Thing in the world I would just write new Like songs every week So I could like Have something to say On the microphone <laughs> Yeah And I had like two That was my repertoire I, like, oh, I could do this <laughs> one Or I could do like That other one um, And they were so silly By the way um, And then we started Like a hip hop weekly And I had all these Friends who were DJs And again I couldn't Freestyle but I would Host the open mic So all these guys Would be there freestyling And I would like Try to write something Every week and uh, eventually I just like figured it out. And I met this dude, uh, Wesley Pence, otherwise known as Diplo. Crazy. This is oh, like yeah. She Shit. was my first DJ, my first Even solo I know show. that name. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we met at
2: like a photography club. Neither of us went to UCF, but we were both at the photography club meeting, oh. like I think trying to hit on girls or yeah. something.
0: Silly. Um,
2: and we became homies and he introduced me to this rap rock band called the Nature Kids that were like they did live music, but they mm-hmm. would rap, and uh, they played for DOS Effects. They opened up for DOS Effects at a pizza restaurant. Wow. In Orlando, like this super See, weird thing. like, this thing. is,
0: like, I love this. Yeah, and yeah.
2: I was, like, enamored, and he was like, hey, man, I'm going to go home. I can't, like, catch the rest of the show, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to walk home. Like, I got this, and I stayed, became friends with these guys, ended up becoming part of the band, touring wow. with them, and that's how I, like, really wow. learned about, like, performing on stage, getting, I knew it took me a long way to get back to that. Yeah. That's where it came. I started performing with these guys, and I ended up... Uh, not finishing my associate's degree uh, <laughs> yeah. much to my parents disdain yeah, um, and went on tour and that was like uh, 99.
1: Wow. I started
2: touring with these guys and then they broke up of course right away we we're like <laughs> yeah. quintessential in Los Angeles waiting in an apartment for the record deal yeah. to like yeah. get signed and then everything falls apart. And the band
0: breaks up. I like, <laughs> uh, that's heartbreaking. I broke
2: up with my girlfriend sold my car dropped oh, out of shit. college moved out of my house with all my roommates <gasps> to like go do this and yeah. I was like So that was where my solo career was birthed. From then on, I was just like, okay, I can't rely on anyone. I just got to rely on myself. And I just kind of went forward from there.
0: So... So, Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I wanted to ask... So... You start the solo career. Is that where the name kind of originated from? Can you talk to us a little bit about yeah, that?
2: Um, you know, I had some silly names because I was definitely like a silly person. <laughs> um, and I settled on Bluebird, and it was kind of because uh, the school bus, of friends of mine had bought a Bluebird mm. school bus. Um, this is spelled U-E, uh, but I used to also spell it both ways. Uh, there was an old jazz label called Bluebird. Charlie Parker was mm. on Bluebird Records. Oh, cool. Um, also like the Bluebird of Happiness And I just wanted something that like didn't sound like too tough, but that was kind of poetic. And I actually used to spell it both ways, B-L-E-U and B-L-U-E, all the early flyers. It was just like whatever we felt like writing. Um, But there came a time when I actually had like a booking agent and I was on tour and I showed up to, I did not remember. It was Knoxville, Tennessee. And the promoter was like, okay, where's uh, Grand Buffet? That's the band I was touring with. And the two guys were like, oh, we're here. And he said, okay, where's Bluebird? And I was like, I'm right here. He's like, where's the rest of your band? And there was like a pretty popular indie band, like a seven piece from California that was called Bluebird, spelled U -U. E.
1: And he Uh. had thought that
2: he booked it and promoted it as such. So I was like shit And it was like a really ill attended show It's always how it was back in the day But there was like five or six people that came to see the band So when I got on stage I was like hey I'm Jacques from the band Bluebird Uh, All the other guys got arrested So (laughs) I'm gonna do like my hip hop solo project And they were like cool I never told them any different but from that day forward I switched it to the French Oh my gosh
0: I love that I know It's so good (laughs) It's very – it's cr- just thinking on your feet. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's <laughs> so, a- I, so I have so many questions. So the first one I have is, you know, like my daughter's a writer. Mm-hmm. You know, my good friend here, Tina, is a writer, yes, and she writes I'm all kinds writer. of things. So, like, writing poetry – and turning it into music, which is what I want my daughter to do. When your son and my son start a band, with my daughter writing songs. Oh, okay. hey! <laughs> Portrait, yeah, Yes,
0: let's, yes. Let's make that happen.
1: But how did you? Were you? Did you like writing in school? Was it always like a creative outlet for you? No, I
2: hated it. I mean, I isn't that crazy
1: it. how you use that though?
2: Yeah, and I excelled at like the English classes. I was in the uh, in elementary school. Remember the gifted program? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they had the foresight to pull me out of my math classes to bring me into these gifted because it was like separate it mm-hmm. wasn't they would pull you out of class for these gifted things and they teach you all these amazing things public speaking yeah the stock market game like all these cr- things you should be learning in school right, and not yeah. like what they're cramming into you yeah um and so when I got farther into school, I was like, oh shit I suck at math mm. so as like it was crazy throughout. Uh, later, high school and early college, like I was in the advanced English classes and like the boot <laughs> math
0: classes. That's how, that sounds like um, my life. <laughs> yeah, and I never,
2: I did, I was struggled to write things because I think it, there was such like a uh, constrictions on yeah. it. Yeah, you know, I had maybe a few cool English teachers. I was like trying to write about Jim Morrison. I, I remember, I'll never forget my senior year English teacher. Like I was trying to translate Jim Morrison's lyrics, and he just like kept laughing at me. And looking back on <laughs> it. I'm like, oh, he's probably like, oh, kid, you're trying, like, you're reaching, you know, you'll get there, but you ain't there yet. (laughs) It was just probably so trite, I imagine all of it. Yeah. But I started just like, yeah, it was an outlet, just like writing these just really bad poems. And the thing that happened is people like every once in a while, someone be like, why don't you read me, or or, can I read it? And when they would try to read it, I'd be like, that's not what it's, that's not the rhythm of it. That's not what it sounds like. Uh. So I had to like read it in the specific way, Mm -hmm. and that's that's how it began for me. Um. Yeah. For the record, I can't play any instrument. Wow. I can't read music. I, like, don't understand the technicalities of a lot of music, but it's all about feeling. And because I've spent so much time on stage and with these amazing live musicians I've learned over the years, it's, it's really just, like, a feeling for me. I don't mm. – like, I probably couldn't put it down on paper, the technicalities of some of the things I do.
0: Oh, wow. And I've even had
2: producers who, like, would record me, and they're like, you have no idea, like, <laughs> what you're doing with your voice there. And I'm like, no, but it sounds cool and it feels great. And they're like, okay, yeah. just run with it. So you know? how
1: do you – when you're writing these lyrics and everything, do you hear the music? Do you know what you want the music to sound like?
2: Um, Well, a lot of the time I'll have like skeletons of the beat or the actual beat itself. And I prefer to write that way. Mm -hmm. uh, Back when I was very prolific with writing, I used to just like write all the time, but not fully. I'd write these little pieces. And then when I'd hear the music that it was supposed to go to, I'd kind of piece it together and then also just like make it up
1: on the spot. That was kind of... It's incredible. It's horrible. I
2: can't do it now. So, I've had a horrible writing block yeah. for years. And oh, really? I'm semi-retired from music, yeah. too. Are you? A little bit, yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah. So, so when you're putting the music together and then you have to lay the track, do you, you just kind of explain to the people there, like, this is what the sound needs to be or this is so that, that you could – link those two things together it it depends
2: it depends sometimes i would work with people a lot of times far away all over the world like back in the myspace era that's how i started traveling europe Mm. was just like meeting kids and they would send you a beat so i wouldn't have anything i would just have a flat beat not even the files just like an mp3 And, you know, I'd bring it to a studio and I'd record vocals over it. And then either I'd have somebody mix the two or I'd send it to them to mix. And we'd kind of go back and forth. Hey, can you change this part? Or, you know, can you edit this to be longer over here because I wrote this thing? Or sometimes I'd be like, hey, that's the structure. I'm going to write to it. Um, Since I don't make music like the actual music myself, uh, I've always thrived on the collaboration. So if somebody gives me something and they're like, I want you. I wasn't very picky with like, well, no, I I need this. You know, to be a certain way, I was kind of like, this is what they gave me, and I'm going to do my interpretation of what I think sounds great over it, and then mm. that's the collaboration.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Um, but, you know, then other
2: <laughs> times I've built albums with musicians and producers where we talk about the sound, and they play me these, like, skeletons, and then it's always different for me. I really love collaboration, so it depends on the person who I'm working with you know, so, and the situation.
1: Okay, so let me ask you something else. Yes. You just said writer's block, and now mm. I'm just so curious about this. Oof. I cuz my husband is a, a he writes music he's an art, a musician and I have found well I think my theory is that when you're unhappy
2: <laughs> you write a lot you're
1: miserable yeah. you can reach those feelings like if you can like express yourself but if you're happy like, you're about to get married, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. congratulations, by Thank the way. You. Thank you're you. super in Thank love, right? You. Obviously. Yeah, so, <laughs> I would hope if you're getting married, right? So, like,
2: do you, th- <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. so, do you think that that's part of it? Like, or what do you um, think it is? Like, maybe, maybe, to, maybe I, you're not struggling as much yeah, as you used
2: I'm, to I'm definitely not. I'm not living you know that lifestyle. Yeah. Or maybe all... you need
0: a muse.
2: Maybe. Hi. Oh, may- may-
0: that's my. I can do oh.
2: Uh, it's, it's very complicated. Maybe it's that I used to always say when I was living the struggle, when I was in my Mm -hmm. twenties and I was sleeping on couches, I mean, I was like in Europe three to four times a year, just like for months at a time, you know, I had no connections, I had no responsibilities and I was in the life and you know, there was times where it was miserable, but it was like the best of times. And I think that's when a lot of my best material was coming. Um, but then I have been settled down at times and written some albums and written some really beautiful songs that are important to me. Um, For me, it's a lot to do with uh, the pandemic really Mm. messed things up. The social movements that happened last summer. um, I'm not like a super like white person. You know, I definitely have a pretty eclectic heritage, but there was always the imposter feeling of being a white person in rap music or being a man or being a straight man in rap music. So. A lot of the things that happened in the past couple of years have really had like this crazy ripple effect on me where it's like a hundred different feelings of should I be saying what I feel? Should I be giving space for other people? Should I literally give that space or, you know, be having my opinion amplified when mm. there's so many other people's that's opinions and experiences need to be amplified? It felt incredibly selfish of me. And then also as I got into my 40s, just my perspectives changed. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, did I really want to be that forthcoming and open with all these opinions and having these things said when, uh, um, you know, it really wasn't the time for that. And so that colliding with, I had this really cool project called hurricane party right around mm, the time uh, with it. my buddy Rickolis, and it was like super party and super fun. It was the first time I'd had like live shows where people were dancing and yeah. usually it was very heady and like, you know, listen to these rants and very passionate. And this was like a little bit of that, but it just felt really good. And we had momentum, we had done a really awesome album, we'd done two European tours, we had all these things planned, in the in, uh when the pandemic happened, he lived in Jacksonville and I was here in South Florida, so like our whole thing depended on travel Jeez. and collaboration, and it just like came to a grinding halt. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so like everything, it was so many things that happened that just kind of, I was like, ugh.
1: Yeah. And then
2: as I settled into what this new like, post-apocalyptic landscape of life is you know in the pandemic i mean everybody's thriving and doing well we all everyone likes to use the word pivot you know anti-hate adventure boys was born i'm not complaining but my life just changed and you know like you said i'm i'm getting married i have a partner who early on in our relationship i was super selfish because i had all this stuff going on mm. i would leave for weeks at a time i always had things the places to go things to do um, and she was putting her, she was bartending and putting herself through fashion school that time. And then okay. in this time we've had like a complete flip flop where, okay, now I'm working a couple jobs trying to hustle and, uh, be like the steady one. And she has a very burgeoning, burgeoning, yeah, yeah. business, you know, that's growing oh, and, shit, and it's amazing. looking like she is going to be now the one that's got to travel and be super busy. <laughs> and, uh, it. and it's awesome. I feel like it's, I'm in a place where it all just, everything just happened at a time where it makes yeah. sense. For me to be like, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't keep chasing that carrot at this mm. point in my life. And it was pretty depressing, but at the yeah. same time...
0: Well, but maybe it can I, evolve life. into yeah, something else. You absolutely.
2: I and mean, I never say never yeah. again. Opportunities always yeah. come. She can get super famous and all of a sudden I'll have the freedom to go play shows on the weekends when I want to. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> but right now it's just that my priorities have shifted and I gave up so much to do that stuff in my life. Everything from relationships to stability to money. I could have been... Part owner of so many businesses. I helped so many small businesses grow and I watched my friends thrive and, like, was given offers and walked away from it so many times for yeah. music. So now is like a time in my life where like, okay, and like, I'm going to open myself up to some of these opportunities because I want, when the pandemic happened, it made me realize more than anything, I want something of my own. I don't own yeah. a home. Yep. I don't own anything. Yeah. I own my car-ish. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I work for all these amazing people who own all these rad businesses. And I'm just like, I want that. That's
0: yeah, what I yes. want. Yes. Dude. That so independence. Focus, yeah. 100%. We hear, we hear you it. on that. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about that all the time.
1: P.S. I mean, everything you just said is so incredible. Yeah. Like, what you. A, I mean, I hated turning 40, but I also felt such a relief of like nothing fucking matters anymore. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's nothing a big like fuck matters. you to everything. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm sure what that. Is the
2: fame I was chasing? Like why yeah. do I care?
1: Yes. It's, than... Isn't that incredible how that gets lifted off of you? Why it can't is. we have that our whole lives? I like, know. Well, well, because ex- so like,
0: ex- we need that experience. And <laughs> I see the people
2: who are chasing it and I see the younger people who are chasing it and that's needed. That's super needed in society yeah. because you need to be, people need to be inspired. People need to be driven. And as much as I, like, wanted the money that came along with the sti- – I wasn't looking for fame. I was just looking for stability yeah. as an artist. You know, I just wanted to be able to – Hey, if I could pay my bills and mm. do, do the things I want musically and artistically, then I don't need, like, the extra. Yeah. I don't want to be – I want to still be able to go to the grocery store. You know, right. that's the best. Um, <laughs> But you know, so many people who came to me and it's like, oh, that song got me through the worst breakup of my life, or your music, or you know, I came here depressed today, and your show just like you know, reinvigorated me. Just like those little things, and the people who message me, even like you said, like I'm stalking you. you (laughs) (laughs) But that's that's great because there needs to be people who do that around. You know, I'm sure there's somebody who listens to your podcast and they're just like, oh my god, like what powerful women. They're so Mm. this is awesome. They're they're funny. (laughs) They're political. You know, I want to do that. So there's people who look up to you. Your kids must be like, oh my god, my parents. Are so cool. Well, no.
1: well I told Maybe you my you daughter's thirteen, them. right? <laughs> yeah, but she knows not the only things. Yeah, I'm not cool. Yeah, oh, I don't but, know what's on uh, a thirteen year old's no. mind? Yeah, I totally, I agree with you. I think you're right because, especially with live music, because I'm. I mean, we're both yes. huge music fans, and I just flew to Detroit to see a band play. What band? A Julian Baker.
2: Oh. She's no. amazing. No, okay.
1: Okay, but I, the I'll band that out. opened for her, like, you know, you go to a show, you're like, all right, opening yeah. band, let's get to it. <laughs> get hey, out, I got to stand here mean for 30 most minutes. Of the time. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and twice in my life have I seen an opening band where I my jaw was on the floor. Uh-huh and i think it's because it's one best. i haven't seen a show in like almost uh, 2 years yeah. i can't and even two, imagine this being band, at a show again the her, the band's name was tao t h a o like mm-hmm. she starts playing like tears cuz i was like Amazing. this is all i have been waiting for yeah. for two fucking years uh, is to so see powerful. a band play and i went out to the merch table i'm like give me one of everything One it all i want everything <laughs> and that's
2: the best as somebody on the other <laughs> yes. end of the yes. merch table and that's I told just like the merch lady oh. i'm like
1: please tell her she has saved my life tonight like uh, i have been so depressed and i know that this is what i've been missing is live music like, like yeah. I needed yes. this so much. We need it. Yeah, we need it. We so, speaking of, it. like, pivot. Mm-hmm. So, let's pivot. talk about anti-hate adventure yes. boys. Because, dude, yes. I'm so fucking... This is the coolest thing yes. ever. Oh, I love it. my shirt. Yeah. I love my Florida yes. shirt. Um, yeah, how did it get yeah, started? Tell us about this.
2: It basically got started during the pandemic. I was, you know, looking for ways to get out of the house. Um, and I had always... I, <sighs> outdoors is such a weird thing because you ever <laughs> notice how there's, like, the people who are in the space of, like, the outdoor world? That's, yes. like, their whole life. Yeah, I'm, like, a fisherman. It's, like, salt, salt exactly. Oh, salt, <laughs> salt life. That's and so Florida. You know, that's, yeah. like, that's their whole persona. And that's definitely not me. But I've always loved the outdoors. I've always loved getting out there. I wasn't raised... My father was a farmer, mm-hmm. but he never, like, took us camping. He kicked me out of the house all the time. Would, like, turn the Nintendo off and be, like, go outside. That's adorable.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: but... <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't like an I didn't consider myself an outdoor person, but as I started to spend more out time, more out time outside, more yeah. time outside in the yes. outdoors, um, kayaking and riding my bike and stuff, I started looking for clothes like. You know, I go on these these bike rides in the Everglades or like a hike. Oh, like, Shit, mosquitoes I need,
0: everywhere! <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I need
2: a sun shirt. And so I started looking for sun shirts, and I'm just like, ooh, these are all kind of like, I'm not being judgy, but oh, they're no. like kind of rednecky. Or I don't mm-hmm. want like a travel deer or like a giant dolphin corrupting yeah. like, <laughs> just like cool wave, you know? Or like I don't want a fucking rebel flag on there. You yeah, know, I like, you know it's like, and and I was like, wow, there isn't like these type of clothes made for somebody like me who casually enjoys the outdoors, but also like has a sense of style and likes, you know, like, uh, things to be visually pleasing (laughs) as well in, in, in my terms. So I had always made merch and sold merch and done stuff because of bluebird and all the hundreds of bands and stuff I've been a part of. So I was like, let me do a drop of this outdoor stuff. And I started envisioning it and, you know, I came up with some really silly names stuff too, and was just trying to figure it out. And I settled on Ahab. Because at the time, uh, I work in the beer industry, right? I've worked for Laser Wolf Invasive Species for years. Mm-hmm. Always been in, like, the craft beer world. And everybody started calling, like, Pilsners and Lagers, Crispy Boys. Mm-hmm. Spelled Ow. with the B O I S, because of, like, French, Boise Boise. which Like, it means drink. Okay. Um, oh, that's so a fun So it was like, oh, was really Crispy ours. Boys. Okay. Um, and it was just kind of, like, a meme thing, and it was funny. And then everyone just started referring to any beer as, let me have a Crispy Boy. Or, you know, and then, oh, my friends, the boys... Um, Male or female, I kind of think it's an androgynous term. I yeah, do see the I like Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I am trying to figure out how to make it more inclusive because obviously, especially today, I don't want it to be a boys club. <laughs> yeah, and right. The name boys is in the word, but like, and, Trust me, I've been racking my brain. I don't want to say booze, babes, bitches, that all just <laughs> <Yeah>. seem so <laughs> stupid and derogatory, yeah. and I don't want yeah. to do that. So I'm like, why don't you make the anti-hate adventure booze? And I'm just like, oh, that's yeah. cringy. <laughs> In my head, I like it to think that it all, but I am trying to figure out ways for it to be more inclusive. Yeah. Um, so I did this like merch drop uh, through the Bluebird channels. You know, I was just like, hey, here's this thing. Um, same time, there is no message of anti-hate that I yeah. see. Out in the wild, you know, oh. in those spaces. Mm. So, like, you're on an airboat and you come across some right. people, you're usually going to see somebody with maybe a Dixie flag. And that's right. the thing is, like, and there's trust me, I'm not defending this. But in some people's minds, because I've heard the argument so many times, this isn't about... Yeah, um, yeah. Hate, it's about heritage. Yeah. But cool, if you're a person of color on a canoe, in a canal, and you see that, how do you, do you fucking yeah. know that that you, guy? You can
0: you imagine? Yeah, no, and I've been Scary. there, and I've seen it, and yeah. I've been in that
2: situation, just be like, oh, are these people going to be cool, you know, and, yeah. and then, you know, are they going to say something that's going to piss me off? Mm. Do we really want to get in this argument In,
0: here, in the middle you know? of nowhere, with the alligator's, um, like, yes. right there? Yeah. yeah, so it's
2: like, how cool, instead, yeah. if, I imagine the situation, if you roll up and you see this person with a huge anti-hate, you're going to be like, yeah, yes. that's my people, easy, because yes. it's one of those things. you see somebody with that on their shirt you automatically know slightly this person's politics are going to align with mine and it's going to make you feel at ease and like we just need more of that in the world so I set out to like make this line of clothes that was you know uh, anti-hate aesthetically pleasing, you know, and functional for the outdoors. And so I did the original drop. It was super successful. People were like all about it. And I was like, well, shit, uh, maybe I can like turn this into something. And at that time yes. I was like, I don't want to run another Instagram page, you know, like <laughs> diving farther into social media at this point in my life, even though it's inevitable to see like hell, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but you know, I went forward and I started growing it as like its own Thing And it's great because, like, now I wake up and I'm thinking about it. My mind's always running and I'm making all these cool connections.
0: Yeah, I love it. And the other thing that you do with uh, the clothing line is a portion of the proceeds go to um, organizations. So what – how did that come about?
2: As soon as I started it, I was just like, if I'm going to do – Back to the music, I always felt incredibly selfish. It was always like, mm. listen to me, listen to my thing, here's my newest thing, find my newest <laughs> yeah. shirt, you know? So I was like, well, this is cool. I can take, because I always had such great support, especially in the community of South Florida. Mm. South Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Broward has always been so cool, so supportive. Every project I've ever done, every show I've ever done. Um, and I was like, you know, let me take that support and do something good with it. And also, like, you can't fly the flag of anti-hate without, like, really fighting the fight. And mm. it just was like a way for me to, like, give back, of course, selfishly feel good at right. the same time. But it's like, if I could do something good with this and yeah. take that money and put it in the hands of people who are, like, really fighting that fight, then that's just a great thing. Yeah. Um, right. And so I started. And it started with, like, national organizations and the ACLU and stuff like that. Uh, and then I've been focusing on more local organizations. Right, yeah. I saw you that know, you,
0: um, Dream
2: Defenders, Defenders Broward. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, even, like, the League of Women Voters mm-hmm. did uh, a school supply run. And that was amazing because I just, like, you know... Every drop that I do, I take a portion and I put it towards some kind of local charity. So I had done that and kind of posted about it. And a like, customer of mine from California that I don't even know personally, who I just met over Instagram, was so moved that this guy sent like a few hundred dollars, like 25 wow. backpacks, like boxes and boxes of these school oh, supplies. Amazing. And I was just like, holy shit, man. Like you buying the shirt is enough because I'm going to take you know some of that money and put it towards this. And he's like, no. I was so moved by what you did, and like uh, I hated showing up to school with not, not the right stuff when I was growing up. So this is just like a way for me to do it, and so that was amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I love this. Yeah. And then look at you. I yeah. Know. Oh, it's, it's so look cool. Look
2: at this little movement <laughs> this little happening. Movement. I love it. Yes.
1: I love it. So, all right, let me ask you something. I talked to you about this yesterday, but I'm gonna. I totally. We need to do this mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I love this movement. But can we also add in that? Can we stop the anti hate against Florida, please? Like, oh hell I yeah, I fucking yeah. hate this. I hate it. Like,
0: Florida yes, man, so, and everything. I grew up from Broward
1: too, but I mean, I'm East Broward, but still, it's still like, Broward. it's such a terrible fucking bullshit against yeah. the state. And I fucking hate it. It sucks. And I, I love that. Like, you're proud that you're from Broward. You're proud yeah. from from Florida. Like, yeah. Broward County's...
0: Amazing. Yes. It is amazing. Uh, I mean, we have or a pretty, little blue right. oasis. But, yeah. uh, but across yeah. America, when people go Florida, like we're the butt of the joke. Yeah. Oh, we all are the, the butt time. of the joke. I mean, yeah. and I get it.
1: I totally, I think some of it, like I said, we deserve. There's parts of it, like we did elect DeSantis. Maybe we didn't at this table, but <laughs> he's still he still there.
2: Was. Yeah, yeah. There's some scary pockets yeah. in the state.
1: But part of yes. your your mission too is like you go out and with your friends and you take pictures and all of this gear and you go to these beautiful places in yeah. Florida. Like there's we, so many, there's so many, so many, like yeah. even, not even just South Florida, like the Springs all are over. fucking yeah. gorgeous. The Florida, gorgeous, National yeah. Parks, Central
2: Florida, yeah. gorgeous. the yeah. West coast, insane we have all know? these
0: beaches for yeah sake. like oh, but there's also everything. a lot we of the
2: everything. parks there's so many parks so across many. the state yeah. that are gorgeous we have everything yeah. but mountains we have garbage yeah. mountains yeah we have it all yeah the florida state parks are yeah. so awesome they're so well maintained mm-hmm. um there's so many trails for biking for hiking you can literally canoe or kayak anywhere yeah and like be in multiple like, areas of, of like, different animals and different foliage. We have amazing trees. We, it is it's, it's crazy. It's so, so peaceful, peaceful. Yeah. just
1: float down these rivers. You know yeah. what I mean?
2: Yeah, but you can, like, you can go anywhere with it. If you want to party, there's places to party in mm-hmm. the outdoor space. If mm-hmm. you want serenity, there's places for that. You know, you can, there's just, and you can have a mix of both, which is yeah. kind of, like, what we like to do, yeah. you know? Um, I like kayaking in the mangroves and it being nice and quiet and then paddling across to the beach and crushing a couple... yeah. Seltzy boys. Crispy, crispy yeah, boys. Crispy <laughs> boys you know? And swimming in the amazing emerald yeah. blue water that we have in like yeah. Riviera uh, Beach and Palm Beach. Not Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale's water kind of sucks. Dude. Yeah. yeah, it's bad. Bro. It's bad. Old Tarantulas. I
1: mean <laughs> What are they doing in Fort Lauderdale? Yes, <laughs> dude. I just saw a press conference. I mean, we can we get political a little bit? A little I mean they are politics. Uh, with their like, the sewer project is over, right. and I'm, I'm like, like, bitch, over. it is. Yeah. <laughs> <Over>. <laughs> It's, like, it's still openly it, emptying yes. into
2: the waterways, right? Yeah.
1: It's up. It's fucked up, Ugh. dude. Yeah. And growing up in in East Side, like those canals and those waterways, that was a huge part of our childhood. Yeah. Part of tourism. It runs through the yeah. city. Yeah. It's incredible. A whole
2: downtown now that they figured it out is focused on that waterway. Yeah. what know? are they
1: doing? Uh,
2: you know. I mean, but you ask I got it. that there, a thousand times a day.
1: P.S. There is a little piece of me mm-hmm. that is a little happy. <laughs> That those oldest pipes, you know, are in the oldest parts of those neighborhoods, uh-huh. which is the Richie Rich area. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. that so shit's exploding right up to the I door. I am like, Nice to live in, though. Yeah.
0: Whoops. <laughs> Who Oops. did you vote for? Yeah. 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 Right oh. up to the fucking door. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's well, crazy. Shit I wanted back. to yeah. ask you, um, have you ever considered a political run or to get more involved in that way?
2: Oof. No. No. I have. Yeah, I don't know. I think I've had too much of an open past on social media. And uh, the things I've said can probably come back to haunt me. Uh, but also, at this point in my life, you know, I was that front person for so long that I would almost rather be the person behind that person. Yeah. Um, And that's where it came from, like, uh, supporting a lot of the youngsters, mm-hmm. um, specifically like Elijah Manley. Yeah. Yes. You know, and, and even we were talking about Raymond Adderley. Yes. yes. Metz. Sorry if I didn't pronounce that right. No, you did. Um.
1: But yeah, and that's just so great following,
2: uh, you know, people like that. And it's just like, man, if I can throw any sort of support their way or get any more eyes on their cause, that's just like where I want to be.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love Um, it. And
2: interestingly enough, I think it was, was the last primary was two Augusts ago? The local, yeah, I had, that's the first time I like openly did, I made like a Bluebirds Broward County primary voting guide.
1: Yes, you did. And that was like
2: my first like public foray into politics and it was only just out of basic necessity um, because that was such a tumultuous time with the impending presidential election. And it was like, all right, motherfuckers, like if we're going to really make a difference, this is the election. And I realized, holy shit, this is the election that's really going to make a bigger difference, especially here locally. And You know, I had never, I'd always tried to vote when I could, especially in the local elections, Mm -hmm. but I was not very aware of things. I would try to like lightly brush up on what was going on super last minute. But that time, like months ahead of time, being at the bar, speaking to all my peers, everybody was super confused. Everybody was super scared. And like a lot of people were just like, shit, why does this have to be so confusing? Why is this so convoluted? There's not concise information out there. So like not considering myself an authority on those politics, I was just like, I'm gonna do some fucking research, and doesn't it suck that that word sucks to say? I now? know. I went back when yeah, I was yeah, looking yeah. at my post, <laughs> and I was like, cringe, I'm gonna do my research." Yeah. But, you know, and and I looked, I looked to the Women's March, I looked to Ruth's Ooh, List, that, I looked that was to like, We were the leaders of Women's March. I, I know, <laughs> and that's how I initially, you know, found found y'all. Yeah. And and I was just like, okay, what are the women saying? What mm. are the people of color saying? Because I this is who we need to fucking listen to. Yes. Yes. And, and that's where I didn't, you know, even I think I probably even made some mistakes, but I just was mm. like, hey. I did some research. I encourage you to do your research. This is where I looked for all these ideas, and I kind of put them together. And these are the best options that I could find right now. But if you have a better option, do it. Cool, but at least vote. At yeah. least do it. And it's that's so kind important. of where I started different myself into it.
1: Thank you for doing that yeah. because you are right. It's fucking confusing. Oh, it is, and not for nothing. I mean, I'm clearly a Democrat. That's fine. It's very <laughs> Democrat candidates are hard too. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's yeah, hard to support Because they're so sometimes. fucking divided and they are, it's and annoying. But even
1: like someone says they're a Democrat and they go and vote or they go and do something or they, they have vote. a past that you're like can I really still vote for this person? How is this still yeah. a candidate? You know what I mean? It can yeah. be really confusing. The judges on a ballot. Uh, so they're like, how uh, the fuck am what, I supposed to, worst part yes. Yes. That's that's supposed to do Yes. Because they to can't, judge. can't, yeah, they you don't can't show who... up. They can't show up to certain places. They can't. Yeah. They're so yeah. nonpartisan. Yes. They we, can't make any alliances. When
2: you read, ooh, uh, Vote 401.
1: Vote right. 401. Yes. Yes, so
2: like you can, they put these, these questionnaires to all and everybody else has to answer them. But all the judges are just like, sorry, I can't comment on that. I can't talk about that. And you're just like, well, well, how the fuck am I supposed to know where you stand? yeah. And why would I even vote for you? This is just ridiculous. And then some people were like, okay, vote all the old judges out and vote all the new ones in, no matter what their politics are, Mm -hmm. because at least you get like a change and you get this fresh fresh blood. That's like 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 Christmas treeing a test, you know? Yes, exactly. (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to get.
1: Even the organizations that we're involved in, the way that we got information is... People who work in the courthouse were like, "This is a judge yeah. that I would trust this way." This yeah. is how it,
0: yeah. It's I, yeah. Like, I asked
2: lawyers ins- that I knew, yes, yeah, same. insider
0: yeah. information.
2: Yeah, Which, how can
0: the average voter even get
1: that no, shit, man? No, and, and, it's fucking
2: nuts. It's nuts, and it should just be so much clearer, so much more concise. It and, should, but that's just not politics.
1: No, it's not. And, no, because it's, it's all purposely. Game. They yeah. don't
2: want the masses to vote. No. obviously, no. especially you know the. People who are in power, you know, they just don't want it to happen.
1: Not for nothing, but the most depressing part for me, and I'm sure Tina would say the same, is that because we're like, I, I, it's very difficult for me to say that I'm involved in the party, but like I'm on the fringe of the party. Like I'll be involved in a caucus, is a specific Uh cause, like LGBTQ, I'm here for it. I'll be in this group. I will help lead it. That's what we do. Uh, I cannot be in a club that's directly a part of the party because it's too heartbreaking yeah. and because the, the Broward party is a shit show. The yeah. state party yeah, is. is a bigger shit oh, show. The biggest. Nobody knows what they're doing. And these candidates, oh. it's, I know, right. you need a pill. We need yeah. to get harder drugs yeah. here. They're like <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to believe that they're the ones who have to help candidates. These candidates are on their own. Right. Yeah. And we're trying, And there's flip no seats, plan, that's and that's the happen. other thing. There
0: is yeah. no. There's and we no talk about direction. this all the time. No. There's no strategic it's plan. It's like a blob of a movement. Yeah. But the a... Republican Party has a strategic oh, yeah. plan. Oh yeah. And yeah. that's where we—that is where it's we fail. That is where all, we fail. All
2: of the—you can check all those boxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I believe in family values? Yeah. Yes. Do oh, I gosh. not yep. care about other people? Yeah, <laughs> Do yeah. I all this money so, is the most important. Yeah, all check, of these check, little check, slogans. We're going red. You Guns. Know, it's, yeah. it's, it's Guns so got easy. abortion. That's, yeah, it. that's yeah, it. it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. They and all fall in line, and it's they scary, don't but care. But they have. Yeah, they don't care. The Democrats.
1: There's no direction. There's no. Ron DeSantis's single pack has raised more money in in like every single quarter since the than the Democratic Party in I like mean, the last four quarters. But,
0: but no, I mean, he it's so much twenty million dollars a quarter so for his like much war chest money, and which it's should fair. not be allowed to begin with. That's no. true, but no, they need do? to cap this. This is because then it's only packs and rich people, and that and is that the PAC, problem.
1: That pack isn't just for him. He he gives that money to all these Republicans. No, yeah
2: already. and it's like, enraging. He keeps it out. It's yeah. enraging because. Number one, do you think if one of these assholes mistresses got pregnant, they wouldn't be able to just go out and get Honey, an abortion? No please. fucking problem. Uh, yeah. And also yep. all that anti-vax rhetoric, every one of them is fucking vaccinated. Uh,
0: it, the hypocrisy is... He, <laughs> is... he did it behind closed doors and won't even say that he was vaccinated. Publicly, listening. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's public, public it. record.
2: Yeah. But he won't say it.
0: Stands at
1: press conferences and, listen oh, and that lets that a guy talk about how COVID basically isn't real. With that smug I Just hired a surgeon, a attorney surgeon general who... Um, it tells parents that if their kids have COVID, they should send them to school oh, yeah. with no masks yeah, it Wasn't on. that
2: like, I was listening, uh, you spoke about that. It was like 24 hours into
1: his like yeah. being voted yeah. and he hadn't even and been there for do that. a fortnight. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but P.S., like, I totally understand. Well, not, I don't understand. I would never send my kids to school with COVID, but... <laughs> I can
0: understand like the struggle. Yeah, of like shit. people you know, have, have two or three option. jobs, oh, yeah. and have no care, zero right. options. They're what are you gonna do? Go to school? Yeah. Yeah, and if that they have to stay do. out for ten days, like who's watching them Nobody's for ten, 10 days? How are they getting behind? You know, there's no virtual school option. <sighs> so kids right. sitting there doing nothing all day. Well, they have. So at least in Broward, they have to. Uh, teachers have to provide work constantly like via the website via the, via like the, the website and yeah. you can and if you have like a camera so like in my class I have a camera oh okay so if I know and the students will email me saying hey can can uh, I go on the camera today and I said okay great and then I'll turn it on for that day and try to like chat with them or but it's still hard for them of course because yeah. they're not in person like I'm going around helping them like hey we're doing this activity and I'm Ugh. You know, the God. kid at home isn't getting that same attention, one on one. You know, it's
1: crazy. We're in a a, a wild, wild time. Yeah, Oof. I know. That help us. So, what's next? It's
2: hard to get by.
0: What's yes. next just for a you? Just
1: small girl. Oh. <laughs> what's next?
2: I actually have a really cool project. I'm Whoa. I'm trying to slowly just grow Ahab. And, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yes. Super frustrating. I hate relying on social media. Mm. Um, I, I don't know if it's my brain at this age, but, <laughs> and I, I hate to be that old, shaking my yeah. finger, but, like, uh, TikTok doesn't make sense to me. Thank like you. Like, yeah. the pace of things and the technology. I was oh, talking to fast, someone fast, at the bar the other day, fast, and I was like, fast. if you, like, brought somebody, even from, like, the 20s, and like showed them the technology, like they would throw up in like yeah. fifteen minutes after that, just like constant barrage. Yeah. You
1: got people getting out of jail who's never had a phone before. They're like, what That's is insane. this? It's yeah.
2: insane. Um but at the same time the internet has always been amazing at just making those connections. So if you can just like figure out your way to like pinpoint those those yeah. areas that are mm-hmm. like the strengths. Um which you know like I pretty much stick to Instagram when I can. And so I have recently been, you know, searching around in that outdoor space and there's just so much of it. There's so many like topless white women standing on a beautiful picture at <laughs> the mountaintop with 40,000 likes and just like, Ugh. I
0: know. <laughs> but they
2: really, I have re- recently found this like really amazing movement online that focuses on women, people of color in the outdoor space, because obviously that has been like a pretty white male dominated space right. forever. And, and, and it's
0: been sometimes a dangerous space for mm, women, absolutely. right? For like yeah, a woman but, but, to try to go hiking alone or, yes. or enjoying oh, those spaces. Oh, yeah. I, watch, and, I watch True Crime. Right. And yeah. feeling yeah, how, safe in those spaces. Yeah. And, and that, I don't you know. know
2: if that's still safe, but right. there's like there's all these groups and all these programs and there's like Melbourne Base Camp and Black Surfers and there's like all these characters there's like this Australian uh, female like mountain bike trail maker that I follow in Australia I already said Australia (laughs) Um, and I'm just like fine And, and through all these things I have found this really cool program um there's all these amazing skate programs especially mm. in other parts of the world and so i found this amazing page called we skate mongu and it's about this concrete skate park that got built in zambia in this really small town in zambia and all these people from around the world helped to build this concrete skate park and it's like the only concrete for like hundreds of miles wow. and they have all these amazing programs for kids they have like Girls skate only day, uh, group skates, and they became super famous. Well, not super famous, but they got all this traction because skating, skating was so popular amongst the youth, and like they had nothing, so there was like three skateboards for like every hundred kids. Wow! And so all these little kids, and I'll send you some links. Started making their own skateboards out of like planks oh, and shit. luggage wheels, and just like doing everything <gasps> they could to like, just like covered, like
0: covered in goosebumps. Yeah, just like wow. feel that
2: stoke of like you know wanting to skateboard. Like you know, always we take that so for granted in the oh, west. Yeah, I was just say, like oh, for a skateboard you can fucking have a skateboard yeah, yeah. they throw them away because it has a scratch on it and these kids are like ooh yeah. and um they've had a lot of success and they built this amazing skate park now they're trying to go further they're trying to do water treatment they're trying to put public restrooms because <sighs> it's like not only for the kids it's literally for all the villages surrounding yeah. that use these facilities and so I recently reached out to them and Johnny Kalanga the founder I was just like hey man like In my head, I was like, my next Ahab donation is going to go to these guys. No brainer. Easy. Um, But then I was like, ooh, rather than giving them a couple hundred dollars or a hundred bucks or whatever I had, I'd rather do something bigger. So I was like, hey, what if I reached out to an artist that I know and had them do a design and made like a tote bag completely dedicated to you guys and took 100% of the proceeds and donated Uh, it to the skate park? And the guy, his response was, I've always dreamed of something like that. (gasps) Oh, my God. (laughs) Which is amazing. So. My friend, Jim Callahan, he goes by Barf Comics. He's a kind of well-known uh, illustrator, comic book artist. He's a skateboard graphics guy. He actually has a show coming out on Showtime. Damn man. Uh, Written by Taika Watiti, which is amazing. Wow. Uh, it's, it's called the, uh, oof, forgetting the name, the Illich. I lost the name. I'll figure it (laughs) in a minute. But I just said, you know, it's a friend of mine that I know for years. And I just said, hey, man, when I found that page, I had sent it to him before I even thought of the project. Because he's a skater. And I was just like, I know you'll think this awesome. And he was like, holy shit, that's the best thing ever. And so I dreamed up this project. And I said, hey, man, would you want to do a graphic, like a collaboration between Buff Comics uh, Ahab, we skate Mongo, Hundred percent of the proceeds going to go to the park. He said, "I would love that." So wow. he's working on the design. Amazing. Oh. Uh, we chose like the national bird of uh, Zambia that he drew up. Really cool. Oh. Dude, so that's like the next thing I have coming, which is so cool. I'm so excited about so it. So like amazing.
0: This and is the work. I mean, I mean, yeah. it is. I love it's, it. And there's this so is a many great pivot. Like this is an amazing pivot. It. Yeah. And
2: so through that now, I found another community of a smaller town, Solwezi in Zambia. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But Solwezi, but S O L W E Z I. And it's just like an even smaller community of kids. Uh, this kid, Peter, who reached out, as soon as I followed his page, he was just like, hey, oh, my God, thank you so much for following me. Uh, this is what I do. We have a little skateboarding community to keep kids out of trouble. They love it so much. We're trying to get a skate park. We're trying to get skateboards and materials. You know, what do you do? And so I'm like, shit, I, I need get to get, get some back. skateboards yes. together. No, oh, I just need oh, to, I, yes. At first, you know, like, that's my next local, project is...
0: Um, Skate yeah. shops, I'm sure that you yeah, oh, absolutely. With here, so right? in, uh, in my
2: mind, I've already have the yeah. We skate Mongo thing in motion. But you know, already thinking for the future is I want to try to you know do like a drive to either get used or even new stuff donated yes. and get a shipment sent out. Oh my and god! It, and I met a guy that's living in Arizona that actually just did that. He's called Caravan Skate. He just took a trip to Africa Dude. and went to Zambia yes. with duffel bags full of shirts, gear, skateboards for the kids, everything. Dude. And he's like really trying to help them amplify their cause.
1: This no. is wow. incredible. This is
0: incredible. Yeah. But
1: skate is also, like, such a community. Oh, yeah. yeah. I you grew know up what I mean? in it, and yeah. I haven't yeah. skated in so long,
2: but it's just, oh. like, always going to be a part of me. I, never. I love yeah. my brother with
1: his ramp. He built a ramp oh, in yeah. the street with that damn ramp yeah.
0: all yeah. day long. same. I okay, oh, loved my God. it. My
2: grandparents were still alive, and they used to call the street the gutter.
1: <laughs>
0: so my
2: grandmother would come over, and we'd have a lunch. But imagine how scary for, like, an 88-year-old woman to see, like, a <laughs> yeah. 13-year-old grandson, like, launching seven feet yes. in the air with okay. no pads <laughs> in the street. Oh, she was God. just like, get out
0: of the gutter. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I remember going, this is, like, before things <laughs> were super developed. Like, out in Springs, there was, I forget exactly where, but there were ramps. Like, we'd go out in the woods, mm-hmm. and oh, kids yeah. would just skate out there, Yeah, and we'd hang a, out. It was a and total thing, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. like, kids, like, drinking beer, smoking pot, skating in the middle of, like, it's an incredible. undeveloped There was, pride, there was two <laughs> private
2: ramps in, like, the late night, because I was a little too young, but my yeah. brother was skating. Mm-hmm. It was, was in the 90s. There was one called Cambodia. That was in Davie, and there was another one in Plantation, and they were just on private land.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but it
2: was like you know there was a little shack under the half pipe, and I just remember like the door opening, and I'd see all the kids smoking,
1: and yeah. I was just like, <gasps> "What's happening?" And was like, no, no,
2: stay, <laughs> out, yes. stay. Go skate the ramp, you know, keep your helmet oh, on, whatever. Gosh. But you know now it's amazing. There's a lot of the cities have skate parks. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, uh, they're really cool. I forget the name of the public skate park in Hollywood. It's called right now the Youth Park, but there's a name to the whole park. Yeah. And there's a great movement. Uh, there's a young man who passed away recently named mm. Justice Chin, young, amazing skater. And so their uh, his family and friends are like have this petition to change yeah. the name of the park Aww. to Justice Park. And a lot of people have been coming together and like going to the city council meetings. And the city of Hollywood is super receptive. And, uh, cause it's a no brainer. The park yeah. is already named after someone else. All they have to do is change the name of the skate park, but they're like going to raise money and actually put some city funds towards oh. redoing the whole park in wow. justice's name. Cool. And, uh, Jay ramps who like builds ramps all over builds ramps for little Wayne and all the famous people. He has already like stepped on and helped design the park. And it's so cool. The skate community has always been super supportive and yeah. you know, whether it's locally or in Africa, you know, yeah. it's just like, it's, it's worldwide and it's amazing.
1: It is. It is. I love that so much. I That's mean, I love roller work. skating, so I like watching the, yeah, the ladies on the roller skating as Yeah, now as well. What? Yeah, so Hello. cool. Love it. Well, oh. dude, are we,
0: what are we, are, oh, is this good? Oh, my God, this is yeah. uh, I've
1: amazing. I've rambled a lot. No, you know. this was uh, just, no. this is gold, gold,
0: the, the best. Right. I don't, I, I can't, I'm, well, here's I'm the speechless. Thing. here's the thing.
1: There are so many beautiful people everywhere. Yes. In Florida. In, well, yes, <laughs> in Florida. especially in Florida. like you. So that. Yes. And and I, say, say, I, say, each I don't other, want to say ordinary, yeah. but ordinary and extraordinary. Like people don't know. Right. right. And that right. are doing incredible work that we should be. Yes. Into. yes. I mean, this is something that, Anybody yeah. listening to this can find your page. Yes, and, buy and, that help, tote and help and help
0: buy the tote. Yes. yes, and
2: you're doing a service by having me and people like us on
1: here. Oh, yeah, you know, and, and when, when you
0: when the tote and everything gets uh, settled, like we'll promote it on our oh, pages and best. everything. Absolutely. My God, yes, I, love I would that. love that. Yeah,
1: so, dude. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's so nice to see you and meet you and know you. It's good to be here. And hang out. And also the thing is that's so cool is that, I mean, I know that people think like Fort Lauderdale is is big. It's the smallest. Like we know so many people in common. It's it's the biggest small town around. It really is. (laughs)
2: Everybody knows everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So good luck to you in a few weeks. Thank you so much. Yeah. I got a month. month. Oh my gosh. Las Vegas. It's the greatest.
0: Congratulations. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank
1: you. Have fun and enjoy this time. I will. Let your lady shine. Be the best supportive partner ever. I'm going to (laughs)
2: ride some coattails.
1: Woo. I would love that. Uh, yeah.
2: Maybe raise some children, you know. <gasps> oh,
1: yeah. baby. Yeah. Baby Anti-Hate yes, Adventure Boy. Yes, yeah, There
2: Anti-Hate Adventure Baby. There you go. That word, there's
1: the B. There's the B. Anti-Hate Adventure Baby. Yes. And then the, the, the baby line will come out. Baby yes. Line <laughs> yeah. Coming next. yeah.
0: Absolutely. Oh, my oh, God. The amazing. little onesies would be so cute. Oh yeah, my god. Would. I'm here for all yeah. of that. Yeah, and yes. that needs
2: to be, you know, little babies need to be repping also. Yes, yeah. they do. Everybody loves a baby. They do. Even racists love babies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're buy some anti-hate but <laughs> it's oh, so for the baby, oh, baby. Yes. Oh my gosh! And All right, right change well, some minds, you know. Yeah. Oh, hey, hopefully we need to. This world's so fucked. I know. Is it. that a good note to end Ooh. on, Tina? Yes. <laughs> the world is so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, thank, thank you so again. Thank, thank you. It's so Amy. nice to meet you and have you on here. Please come back and see us. Oh, I would love to. All right. Bye. 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 If you want to learn more about this week's guest, please follow the episode notes on our blog at themuckpodcast.fireside.fm, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Muck Podcast. To support the Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page.
1: We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level: MuckRaker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you.